All right. All right. All right. Is it? Is it? Is it time? It is time. It's at least like edging on, if not time itself. The Astro Creep, a demolition-style hell American freak, yeah. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. I want to do a podcast where we talk all about songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name's David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Radom. Hey! Muncher. Thanks. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mr. Nathan Hi. Mr. <laughs> Nathan. Wow. No, that's that's fine. You got one last episode. Yeah, last yeah. week. You got a big one. That was a week ago. I can't remember that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are in the top 50 of the 1995 Hottest 100, so let's get ready to rumble. I bet they're all good from here on in. Oh, yeah. mate. And Surely. How? Um, okay, well, let's slightly bring it down a little bit. <laughs> At number 50, this is Buffalo Tom. It's summer. Tom at number 50 in the 1995 Hottest 100 with a song called Summer. These guys have kind of been our go-to generic 90s rock band where it was just like, oh, you know, just some generic kind of also-ran band like, you know, Buffalo Tom or whatever. When did we first meet them? Uh, Back 19... in 1993. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, Taillights Fade. Taillights Fade, that was them. Wow, good and... <laughs> What an immemorable song. <laughs> Which is ironic because the last time I brought them up, you were just like, oh, yeah, I yeah. forgot about that yeah, band. Yeah. Let's see if we remember them this time. Adam, what you got? I really hope that before he plays this song live, he steps up to the microphone and says, who's ready to feel something? Mm. Because he sure is. Yeah. Like, he literally is feeling so much in this song that he... It sounds to me like he's struggling to get it out. Like, there's this moment before any line or any word where it's like... You can hear him go. Breathe in. Get it out. And it reminds me a little bit of the Tea Party. Sure. It's just uh, like there is a there is a song here, and the, I like some of the things you're doing, but man, just stop selling it. Do you think it's a bit too you constructed? Mean, I think it's just a bit oversold. Yeah, sure. I learned recently that old mate Tom was actually really good friends with Jay Mascus from Dinosaur Junior. They hung out all the time, and I think in this song you can kind of hear that. In another world, this is a really good Dinosaur Junior song, but it's oh, it could be, yeah, yeah. Some guitar and step on the pedal, and they were referred to as Dinosaur Junior Junior. Daijuju. Yeah. Look, there are elements in here that I'm going to give props to individually, like. 
sometimes with the use of the guitar tones and effects, it's yeah. like, it seems to me like it could well just be someone going like, ooh, this new Line 6 of Xbox <laughs> could do a lot of things. And it seems a little bit arbitrary from that in point of view. my Pedalbox subscription magazine, I got this this month, let's put this in the song. <laughs> um, but I think it's nice to break it up and, and it does actually create some nice variance in terms of what you're doing there. I think the melody is pretty okay. I like, think I think, so too. I think I, the song is well written. That um, kind of melodic refrain that even the backing vocals do with no yeah. lyrics. It's kind of like, I can get on board yeah, with there's that. some things here, and I love, maybe more than I should, that harmonised hands line. No, it's great. Hey! It's great. Just, yeah. This no, is fine to what it is. Like, it's... I think he's pushing for some nostalgic thing that I'm just not mm. there for. Like, and maybe because I'm like, oh, man, summer's gone. <laughs> yeah. can, can you believe it? Another year. Yeah. You know what it is? It's just like the old thing when you're studying writing or whatever, and they say, oh, yeah, show, thing. don't tell. There's a lot of telling. Oh, there's, yeah. There's a, yeah. I think yeah. it's just... Told and told and told. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are things I enjoy about this song, but I feel like all of them also come with the caveat this is just a very standard guitar rock feelsy track. Too many feels. Like, it's just, yeah, it's it, whatever. But I, I do think a lot of the tones and those melodies are kind of nice and, and the hands moment. I wasn't annoyed listening to this song. If I was listening to this Slightly in bad. 1995, you know, yeah. I'd strike up a conversation with someone. It's a pretty nice radio feel, song. And feel okay with it being in the background whilst I talk to someone, exactly. you know, at the party. Whereas, like, Country House by Blur, oh, we yeah. had last yeah, week. That, like, that's, that's shut up, bitch! Hold my drink! Hold my drink! Why is anyone talking yet. to anyone? Yeah, we're exactly. all singing country. country. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. This is the song that plays when the girl meets the guy for the first time, and, you know, they've just, mm. had, they've just shaken hands for the first time, and then they break away from the oh. rest of the party, and they sit there and just like... But it's doomed. So what are you, you like? Tell. It's doomed. Yeah. It's a doomed relationship. Oh, so what are you doing over the summer? Oh, I don't know. I'll probably go and discover oh, myself. I don't know. Week. Summer's gone, mate. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it does feel a bit soundtracky. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's very it's, it's very gentle it's so and pleasant. I don't want to say it's washed out, but it's it's a less damning version of that. Yeah. It's, it's a bit one notey. Not not yeah, rock huge far fucking less than Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Big time. <laughs> it's more sentimental yeah. than Dinosaur. Dinosaur Jr. would find some way to make it fun. I yeah, guess. yeah. Even if it was mm. a bit sad. I interviewed Jay Maskus this week. Oh. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, it was a disaster. Oh, no. Why? What happened? Uh, I don't know if you know what Jay Maskus is like. Um, not but, uh, a lot. I haven't, I haven't spoken to no, him. No, not personally. Basically, he's uh, the same as you would expect. <laughs> Good. He spends <laughs> most of his time uh, covering his face with his hair and... Uh, not talking during shows, uh, kind of just uh, is down here for most of it. Thanks He's... for the chat, Jay. So yeah, you didn't exactly. get much from him. No. <laughs> so, oh, cool. So, uh, tell us a bit about this part. Uh, the, what can you tell us about this part? Of yeah. Well, we did this thing. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. I, can, I can hear like a... Man, just, I don't know how I'm going to fit all this in, Jay. Yeah, I, I know. have a word limit, mate. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I actually had to request that the, the it get taken from 900 words to 600 Whoa. words just because wow. I, I got nothing. Okay. It was a disaster. Conversely, okay. when I spoke to Lou Barlow, he was super lovely and super <laughs> chatty. But uh, Jay, not so much. <laughs> Still got love for the guy, obviously. The, uh, have you guys heard the new Gino record? No, yeah. it's, it's queued up. I'm ready to go. Right. Awesome. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, but uh, It's yeah. telling that we're now talking <laughs> yeah. about Dino Yeah, Sochi. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, like, sorry, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you'd start talking about U2 before you started talking about Achtung Baby, the U2 experience. <laughs> 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 You'd start talking about ABBA before Bjorn again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Bjorn again of yeah. indie rock. I saw the new Jason Bjorn movie. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Buffalo, Tom, we, we probably will never see you again. But That's what we thought last time. Well, we yeah. thought that about the fucking we, cure. We thought it was we the last about them Buffalo. Every goddamn year. And there was so. another Buffalo. Oh. We well, shot, shot that one too. Yeah. So, we, so we've shot this one and we've moved on. He's <laughs> so, not actually a buffalo, he's just a large tom. It's like uh, buffalo wings. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> Like a spicy fried Tom. He's, yeah, huh? he's, he's got a. You could dip him in some blue cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. those boys are going to be real stinky. If they do come back, I think we should all just get into our buffalo stance and we will uh, <laughs> we'll take it from there. Mm, mm. Nina Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> References. <laughs> References to things. 
At number 49, this is White Zombie with more human than human. Yeah! That's, I heard what, it, that's what it sounds like. Zombie at number 49 in the 1995 Hottest 100 with a song called More Human Than Human in which the universe is introduced to Mr. Rob Zombie, horror aficionado, new metal survivor, <laughs> uh, and uh, responsible for one of the most iconic theme songs in the history of the WWE thanks to uh, Edge. He uh, re- used uh, one of Rob Zombie's songs, "I'm Never Gonna Stop." But uh, oh, do you remember? Yeah, never uh, gonna stop, man. Yeah, never gonna, gonna stop. stop. But no one gives a dickety shit about that <laughs> because I'm a fat loser who likes wrestling. Fuck me. Um, so this dickety isn't shit. dickety shit. Uh, but wait, sorry, when, when you say the introducing the what? Do you mean just in terms of the countdown or? No, no. This, is this, this was the start kind of, of this White was, Zombie, this, or this was like their breakthrough. This is right, like their sure, signature sure, song. Cool, cool, you know? cool. What about Thunder Kiss '65? That came out prior to that. Yeah, but like, who remembers that one over over this? I'm not putting my hand. This up. was their breakthrough. Yeah, this right. was definitely cool, cool, like cool, cool, cool. okay. If if people think White Zombie, they think of this song. Yeah, yeah it's know? true. They do. This song was fucking everywhere, and it was introduced to me as a kid because there was a uh, clothing line, skating shoe kind of deal called Human, and they used this song in their ads, huh. and so discovered it that way. Which is, yeah, an interesting way to discover Rob Zombie as a kid. Uh, well, discovering <laughs> Rob Zombie as a kid will fuck you up regardless. Yeah, that's, that's weird. The dude's anyway. a fucking nut bar. But back in the day, man, White Zombie were doing some really dark and really weird shit that, you know, again, it's it's totally, like, scare your parents music. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's But I'm okay with that because, like, that was my shit. Like, I was totally into scare your parents music. On the Scorpion King soundtrack, which I brought up in the past, <laughs> Rob Zombie does a song with Oz. Osborne, of course he does. Iron Head. <laughs> which is fucking awesome. And that was totally scare your parents music for me. So I was like sick into that. <laughs> um, and I really like the craft of this song. Like obviously the whole yeah is annoying as fuck. <laughs> but I'll tell you who's the fucking star, the fucking guitarist. Like the slide guitar in this is shit hot. Mm. Like I, lo- I love, you know, bringing in like a very, like a, like pedal steel and slide guitar in general is a very like country and western mm. sort of deal. So to bring that into like super down tuned, like industrial leaning, like alternative metal is such a cool idea, and it works so well. Like yeah, it they just, use it really it well. It really kind of yeah, it sparks off on either side of the song. So I think there's some really really cool stuff going on here. Like I'm way too fucking old for Rob Zombie these days. <laughs> Rob Zombie is way too fucking old for Rob Zombie these days. Like he'd be like what 47 or something like that, but. No, I think he's older than that. Oh, for real? Mm, He's in his 50s now. Oh, hang on. Oh, I've got his Wikipedia. I can click into his Wikipedia page right the fuck now and find out. Dare you, though? Dare I? (laughs) He is... Stare long into the abyss. Yeah. Stare long into the Rob Zombie Wikipedia page and the Rob Rob Zombie Zombie Wikipedia page stares into you. He's 51. There you go. go. So there we go. Just found that out. Stare over. And uh, he's still doing stuff. Uh, Yeah. He's got, oh, he's got a couple of movies planned. Of course he does. Oh, and he has a record coming out. Ready for this? It's called The Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. 
He made that Get up on the spot. Get your hand off it, Daryl. <laughs> that so really, like, it's long enough to, like, go into... Oh, I see what he's doing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Oh. I'm obviously like the dumbest of the four of us here So obviously like I get into this song like fairly hard Like purely just for like some like the That was my bread and butter for a long time and I kind of like, get down with it as well yeah. Yeah, I, get, I, I get down with it soon enough like, I mean it, you've, you've DJ'd goth nightclubs You could yeah. throw this on and fucking like, have some It would, yeah <laughs> You no, can like, have <laughs> You can <laughs> What was the thing we were talking about? Next time that you're DJing, I'm gonna I'm gonna fist someone to Ramstein in the unisex bathroom. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I missed that. I don't recall I was happy that. Having missed missed that. that. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. In we the bathroom. It's, good, about- it's a good reason for like Andrew to never DJ again if he cares about the people who oh, go yeah, to Yeah, thanks. Gigs. Yeah. Just, just, just cock block me. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Fist block. Fuck you, Budger. Blocking a fist is quite a block. <laughs> 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 in, in fighting parlance. Yeah. Oh, Christ on a fucking bike. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've said my piece. Go. I think it's... A, like, I actually got down with this song. Like, I think it's all right. Like, I've always... like Obviously, I've known this song in its existence. It's a pretty recognisable tune. Rob Zombie in general and White Zombie, they've always erred a bit too much into, like, like alternative metal than industrial for me. Because like, I, I have a niche appreciation for industrial music, I suppose. But this song's fine. Um, like, as you said, the slide guitar is really good. The chugga chugs are fun for what they are. Like, talking about Blade Runner slash Do Android Trevor Bunch of Sheep. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, that's fine. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. I got down with it enough. Yeah. yeah. That, same. I, I kind of like that I feel it's not as heavy as it thinks it is. Yeah. And, and that, I, I like that. That works for me. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't mm. really have any time for for zombie, but sure. this this song is this is fine. Yeah, the guitar work is great. I I don't get a lot from the Philip K. Dick stuff, but it's yeah. it's fine. There are worse things to write songs exactly, about. Yeah, you know we've talked about them. So, um, yeah, this is this is pretty fine. I have some criticisms sure. of it. Uh, to me, like it's way too no. repetitive. I feel like it doesn't. Yeah. There's some lazy production going on in here. Some moments could be so much bigger. I think, like, just the balance of bass and treble sometimes is off. Like, sometimes it's just jarringly trebly and the bass is kind of mm. elsewhere. So you're not all is, about that bass? Well, I kind of am. Like, I think that the bass sections and the rhythm sections are kind of really nice. Like, especially the really bouncy kind of bass that kicks that, in. Yeah, I, I quite it's very, like that. It's very rewarding. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think it's accentuated enough. And, like, the chorus feels like it needs to kick my ass because it's such a huge part of the song. It's the center point and everything kind of is built around it, but it arrives without fanfare and it kind of disappears without affecting me, which I think is a bit of a flaw. I kind of agree. And and especially like, you know, talking about the industrial tinge to it, like potentially a version of the song where the chorus is a bit less... Uh, sorry, the verses are a bit less repetitive, a bit more industrial, but mm. not as heavy. And then that lets the chorus be this big, heavy thing that hits you. Maybe that that kind of... Yeah. I think there, could, there, but... there was just some choices that should have been made that kind yeah, of sure. weren't made in this song. Um, but I think for all that, like, there is some stuff to enjoy here. And I think you guys have pretty well identified that. Just on Zombie himself, like, I have to say, it, like... I kind of like his shtick. Like, I kind of like the whole grindhouse horror aesthetic that he plays within his music and, you know, also within his films and whatever. And I was really interested to know, uh, kind of talking about Rob Zombie's origin story, um, (laughs) that apparently, like, he was raised in, like, the carnival scene. And apparently his parents had to get out of there because there was this really violent episode where basically there was a fire and people around a mark and he saw just some terrible stuff happen at this carnival and it's just like holy crap like you couldn't write yeah that's amazing you couldn't write that for 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 this guy yeah. like being like how he got his his ideas and his kind of image and aesthetic like it's fascinating. But I then, just, just discover that. My thing then is that because this and and stuff like this and Alice Cooper or whatever it, that there's so much artifice and construction around mm. it. I would never even think that there's any legitimate backstory to this kind of image. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting and cool. And Isn't I, it? I, I appreciate that. But the style is blocking me from engaging with it on that level. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, because it's so theatrical it's, and it doesn't and it exist just, it, in reality. I, I, have, I have no reason to think yep. that he was brought up in a carnival because he's pretend, like it looks like he's pretending to have been brought up in a carnival. Yeah. I don't know how how you solve that problem, but that's and then again that's we're taking his and, word for that as well. Yeah, well you know what I mean? That's true. So that, that is true. But yeah, that's that's really interesting that that the artifice of of those stories is blocking me from engaging with 
the the potential that this real story. I, yeah, this, yeah, that's super interesting. Hm. I also found a quote that said that described his music as like Alice Cooper if it was written for strip clubs, and I think that's very <laughs> concise. Oh, God, but it does it is that. Yeah, like it's got but, that sleaziness. Geez, and, but you know, it, they're not wrong. He also worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay, ah! <laughs> <laughs> My boss! Is that, is that it then? I feel like... Cool, good. Thanks, thanks, Rob. Thanks, thanks, Robert. <laughs> Here's his real name, too. He oh, changed it yeah, legally. Right, there you go. Yeah. Robert Zombie. Sorry. Robert Mr. Zombie. Mr. Zombie is my Mr. father. Zombie. <laughs> White. <laughs> White Zombie. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> Call your band after name your band after your dad. <laughs> your dad's name was White Zombie, and, like, and you're Rob Zombie. Call your band. No, you wouldn't. Like, oh. <laughs> I can see him now. Roller skating down the hill. He's been at it for fucking days. He has not slept in weeks. The raver. The raver himself is flying back into town. Oh god, it's me, isn't it? And he is blasting. <laughs> he is blasting this next song on his giant fucking boombox that he carries around on his shoulder. At number 47, this is Technohead with I Want to Be a Hippie. In the 1995 Hottest 100, that was Technohead. Did I want to be a hippie? Fuck, I can't even segue into this one. (laughs) Uh, Matt, you've you've gotten stoned. Fuck, I don't know. Can we get this over and done with? Fuck. I fucking hate Gabba and happy hardcore music. And this It's objectively the wrong music. When when I was like a youthful punk who like knee-jerk hated the broad term of electronic music. This, this is, is what why. I thought. This yeah, is what I thought. Yeah, of. totally. It's utterly repetitive, uninteresting, joyless music. Obviously, there's an audience for this kind of music. This was but super popular. Like yeah. this charted really well in uh, Europe. Yeah, in they, Europe. Were, yeah, they played yeah. top of the pops a few times. Yeah, it? like yeah. yeah. I uh, mean, number one in Germany, the Netherlands, Austria, and Belgium. Kind of precursor to Crazy Frog. Kind of. Yeah, but same I, it's sort so of, uh, Eurodance. Wow, trash. A greater. Insult cannot be paid to this paved the way. <laughs> it's like I find it difficult to evaluate this as a song because it's more like soundtrack to chewing on your tongue when you're rolling on MDMA <laughs> than it is an actual piece of composed music. Like, <laughs> like uh, chewing on your tongue, like as like the pain thing, like oh, you know, right. someone's you operating on yeah, you yeah. without an aesthetic. Yeah. So you're like, I guess I'm eating this tongue. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. But like, it's just yeah. That's what it, it's way more soundtrack to being high than it is music. I feel like it's way more soundtrack to cartoon idea of being high. Yeah. Uh, um, that in like a bad, this would be uh, in a TV show, like in a sort of bad BBC comedy where one of the main characters accidentally takes some acid or some, you know, some drugs that don't even get named because it's that kind of BBC show. And then they're going nuts. And this is playing in the background. Like, mm. yeah. Guess- and it's and it's like in fast motion and they're running around totally. with their hands It's just like the, the Benny Hill kind of vibe. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's them- Benny Hill drug music. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Why? What I don't understand is why do a song about 
like ragging on hippies in 1995. Is it because of people kind of shallowly uh, like romanticizing hippies? In, was that a thing in the 90s? I just like, it's like you're, you're 30 years late. To, I don't like, think it rags on them. I think it's just referencing I think them. it was just making fun of them. I, that's what I got. But again, obviously no one listens no, I think it's, too I think closely it's like, to this. I think it's earnest in its desire to... Oh, I can't oh, wow. believe that we're reading into this. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, I think <laughs> I get an earnestly from it. I believe the the, oh, the, the, the the narrator does actually want to be a hippie and does actually want to get stoned on Mara Marijuana. Oh. <laughs> oh. I believe that. Um, also, hippie isn't spelt with a Y. It's like a, just an, it's an IE. Well, maybe it's, it's always an IE. Like hippie means to do with the hips. Like <laughs> you could have a hippie walk, or like <laughs> you know, a, across your lifetime, most of the operations you've had in the hospital have been pretty hippie. I guess maybe I'd like <laughs> yeah, or like somebody with like a real like hourglass figure is like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty hippie. hippie. Yeah. Like obviously there are bigger fish to fry in terms of like <laughs> this is a shit song, but yeah, maybe it's spelt that way in. Um, their to native, avoid a lawsuit from, from the hippies. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they were all working as like a fucking collective group? Me, <laughs> the undersigned. Yeah, yeah. yeah obviously um, it's crap. Yeah, it's, it's crap. It's so shit. Oi, you know what I was thinking? On the second that marijuana bit came in, I was just like, did Dash Rip Walk work <laughs> on this song as well? Uh-huh. Which, like- which segues me into something that I'd like to start now, which is filling out the 12-year-old voting card <laughs> for the Hottest 100 oh, of geez. Well, now, okay. okay, what's on lo- the card? We've definitely got Dash Rip Rock. Yeah. We yeah. definitely have the Vaughn. Obviously. Yeah. We definitely have Chuck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now we and have, now we have this. this. That's four See, out all, of ten. Yeah. yeah. Though, like, We're going to get to ten. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, no. That means there's six pra- more in I've... this half of the countdown. Oh, God. It's going to get worse before it gets better, people. Spoiler alert. It's already worse. Why did any of us look at the rest of the countdown? Why do we leave it as a surprise? I don't, like, I want to minimize the amount of time I know about songs like this. Yeah, fair. I understand. I don't that. want the spectre of of this song hanging over me for months. <laughs> Imagine knowing about who farted like yeah. six months ago. Wow. <laughs> Some people did. <laughs> Some people still Let do. Some people have known about it for years. Yeah, like no. our lives are immeasurably oh worse yeah. for yeah. Remainder. To ev- like to everyone who last episode we like fully triggered by bringing back this <laughs> horrible 1995 song. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. You had escaped that for 21 years, and then we just destroyed all of that therapy. <laughs> But this song is bad. It's pretty bad. You want to do it again? I've got to fuck this song. Yeah, I think I I muster one up. Yeah, all right, (coughs) perfect. All right, (coughs) on three, one, two, three. Fuck Fuck this this song. song. Can you can you not? Cue us in. I'm trying. <laughs> Christine, Christine, Anu. User was banned for this post. <laughs> <laughs> At number 47, this is Christine Anu with My Island Home.
Seen Our New at number 47 in the 1995 Hottest 100 with a song called My Island Home. Uh, and as we half-jokingly just said, uh, the unofficial national anthem of this goddamn fucking sunburnt country. Gladly. Gladly. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, you, you've called this your island home for most of your life? I, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I ever literally have, but sure. This This is such a lovely song. Like, I mean, like any reasonable person i have so much time for this song yeah um it's beautiful like I've, I've always dug it and you know being an adult and then sort of being able to find and place it in in its context of indigenous music is is even better uh so bit of history i guess so this was originally a song by the warumpi band yeah released i did in, not know that no, mm. have, did you listen to that version no i did it's not it's gorgeous listen also, to, it's right. great you know the song black fella white fella Yes. Yeah, that's that. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was released in 1986. Uh, Neil Murray, who was part of the band, wrote it for their singer, George uh, Burrowunga. Yes. Um, uh, about his island home, which is Elko Island, which is off Arnhem Land in the Northern Territory. So, contrary to uh, popular common assumption, belief. common belief, whatever, uh, the song is not about Australia. It's about an island off Australia, mm. which obviously when, you know, the lines, I come from the saltwater people. That's makes more sense. But yeah. also, Christine Arnu um, edited it to make it about the Torres Strait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's also not talking about Australia. Yeah. So Neil Murray wrote it. Christine Arnu was a backing singer for Neil Murray's band in the early '90s, and then she covered this for Styling Up, which uh, we've already talked about. I think two songs from. Oh no, was the the Paul Kelly song? No, that's not on her album. It's just Monkey. No, and that the was Turtle. just a single, I think. Yeah. yeah. So last we talked about Australia, Monkey yeah. and the Turtle last year, yeah. Yeah, which did. was fine and we all thought was pretty fun, but I, I feel like the general consensus, there wasn't enough Christine Arnoux in it. Yeah. Mm. And this, yeah. now we've got what we got wanted. Good and, Christine. And it's beautiful. She just has such a wonderful voice. Yeah. And this song, like, you can just really feel it. It's just a beautiful song about place and about home. It's... That collective belonging. Yeah. Like, I really, like, I really feel, like, as someone who is has the privilege of being white enough to not have that connection. Yeah. F- seeing her express that connection is really beautiful. Yeah. And- it's communicated so well and mm. so earnestly and so lovingly. And complicated as well in terms of the emotions. Like there's, yeah, such, a, there's such a longing. There's a sense of loss to some extent, but also a sense Definitely. of like defiance in that loss and say like, no, this is always kind of yeah. here and whatever. Like you can read an emotional landscape and an emotional spectrum within this song just, so a- easily and so readily and it's given to you generously and you just, like it fills you up. It fills yeah. me up. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like the, the, yeah. the line about like just not being home but being in a different place with your family now. That's such like a complex but relatable feel. Like it's like, yeah, yeah cool. Because you know? it's just like things about belonging and especially in terms of belonging to place uh, maybe have even become even more relevant now in terms of the way that they're not, you know, because we we spend so much time in like places that aren't associated with place now. Yeah, in, we're, in digital we're in, spaces. So we're in digital spaces, spaces have a uh, different yeah, meaning. Ideas, you know, like n- non-physical spaces yeah. in general. Um, and then, you know, it's so easy to travel and, and to be elsewhere and, you know, the globalization. And yeah. it's just so to, to, to be rooted just... to a place and to call that home. Like, yeah. When I was listening to it, I was actually thinking, like, I, I don't know whether I have a home, mm. like, like is described in this song. Well, that's what I said. Like, what I mean? that, like, that, like I said before, I think that's, yeah. A, yeah. That, that's a part of affording to not have to have a home that's yours. Absolutely. In the, in the same way that, like, there's, like, like what, how, why and how there are queer spaces because everywhere is a straight yeah. space. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And and I think this song is is really great for that, for being such a an earnest and gentle way. And, like, I mean, I'm all for more aggressive ways of doing it, but also... A non-aggressive way, like that. Yeah, you're this right. Is, this is a song that every white person in Australia knows, and most of them um, like. It's like, honestly, and even beyond the lyrics, like that, like just compositionally, it's worth noting. It's a beautifully written song. It the is. Beat it is, is lovely. Oh, the That's melody it. The melody is, but, but is I, gorgeous. But I think I think there's like there's a there's a subtle challenge in there that that mm. as white people we deal with when we listen to this song and when we enjoy it, and that's great. That's a really yeah. positive thing for the song to be doing. Yeah, the song is beautiful. Like yeah. the the shimmeriness of it is lovely, and I think it it kind of has a hint of that. Because the uh, Warumpi band version is kind of very like guitar band kind of thing, but there's a real shimmeriness to the guitar of it. And I think 
there's a real link there, which is nice. I like. I feel like it's even a hint of trip hop in the production, like with the beats. At the yeah, production, that, who, that would have just amazing been up at that point. Yeah, yeah. Production is so good. Like yeah. everything sounds wonderful, yeah. and it's the exact opposite. I'm glad it came about at this position because with White Zombie, I'm like, it just needs to do a little <laughs> yeah. bit more, and choices need to be made. Like this is listen oh, to this oh, song, be like, what, and it perfectly illustrates. <laughs> it perfectly illustrates the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Yeah, like it's the really choices elegant. that are made. The, it changes subtly like you can continue to keep going back to the song with with an ear out for mm. what it's doing and you can find different things yeah, every that's time it. when i listening to it and being like oh you know thinking about like the trip hop that's happening at the time i was like i wonder what it would sound like a bit slowed down and so i fed it into a thing and slowed it down it was still very lovely oh. so but yeah it's it's just a wonderful song i'm so happy this is here especially yeah, because it did have uh, a commercial hmm. and then i I don't know what exactly, but I'm sure it's been picked up for ads and stuff. And oh, there, for there, sure, there isn't sure. like there and is the a Olympics and shit like, like oversaturation of it. Exactly. It so, good. so I'm glad that it's both here now, which presumably is before that saturation, but yeah. still also enjoyable uh, despite the saturation. And it's just like I have such a lovely time listening to this song. It's it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful piece of music. We're in Olympic times at the moment, and of course, this was sung at the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nathan just fist pumped in celebration of the yeah. fact the Olympics are happening. I don't. Did you? I mean, like, I obviously, like everybody, shit on the Olympics this morning. Swimmer wins gold. Feel pretty good. <laughs> USA. Okay, I guess. USA. Yeah, I hate football except when my team's winning. That's it. Yeah, and that's a real power. But feel. also, opening ceremony, uh, world refugee team. Fuck yeah! Like. Mm. What was that? that? Uh, there's, there's a world refugee team oh, um, competing at the Olympics this year. Incredible. And it's fucking amazing. And and uh, in the opening ceremony, they came out in, in the, the march or parade or whatever it's called, um, whole stadium standing ovation for the refugee team. It's like, yeah, oh. all right, cool. You know, like, if the Olympics have to happen, and it seems by now that they do, what better way to show, uh, you know, a, a planet of, of countries um, coming together to participate in an event than doing something like that. So good. So good. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Olympics are on. That's you were saying. Great, though. She performed at the closing ceremony of the 2000s. Yeah. She did yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were just going to bring up uh, the uh, Tongan dude we all have a crush on now. So good. <laughs> so good. All the people I, I work with shit that. on I it. like hot oh. Tongan guys. Oh. Oh. You, you, you get ready to call someone daddy, DJ. Oh, okay. Can you give me a name to Google? Just uh, search Olympic ceremony. Tongan. Tongan man. Olympic Tongan man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like... The Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Mercy, I do believe I have a favorite. <laughs> okay, I'm calling off the podcast. I'm, I need a personal bed. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in my bunk. I'm, oh. going, I'm going to the bathroom for a second. <laughs> yeah. We got pretty off topic. Yeah. <laughs> she she sung it at the. Christina cl- News just sitting there, just like, oh, well, at first they were really nice, but then they just started talking about wanking. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest 100,000. And, and about story. a Tongan dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then she Googles the guy. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's it. fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Hi, Christine. We love you. Yeah, we actually do. But we, she oh, legitimately do. This, this at the closing ceremony is just like perfect. You know, that's, yeah, that's absolutely what you want. That's how you want to uh, portray uh, the culture of Australia, particularly of the first people. Yeah, it's, it's how you want to, not not, not accurately, <laughs> not how you often yeah. do. Suck it, Nikki Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Back once again at number 46, this is Green Day with GSB, Geek, Stink, Brett. Open up this pit. Let's fucking go. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. Do this. Go, circle, go, circle, go, 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 go. Make a circle. Make a circle.
46 from the 1995 Huddleston 100 with Geek, Stink, Breath, Jake, S, Bay. Oh, uh, Adam? You're a myth user. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, close, close. I was, was going to say you've got hope in one hand and shit in the other. <laughs> so let's see which one gets mm. there first. I was about to clarify with Nathan, uh, our resident... <laughs> Meth user. Drug lord. <laughs> Our resident. <laughs> he lives here. The term geek. <laughs> but yeah, it, geek means methamphetamines, and, you know, in true Green Day style, they write songs about things. And in this case, <laughs> the thing is taking too much meth. Suggestion that any meth is not too much meth. As a cool hip teen, <laughs> I, I think some meth is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this amount of meth is certainly right out. Yeah, in, in terms, terms of how, how your very breath clear. goes. Yeah. Yes, in terms of having clean oral hygiene. <laughs> Yet the dreaded halitosis. Mm. Nine out of ten <laughs> dentists do not recommend meth. <laughs> One of them should probably not be a dentist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we can't show you Billy Joe's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I think this is like probably like the most straight out punk song that we've heard from Green Day, Absolutely. which I think is worth more noticing. or less, yeah. More of a traditional kind of punk vibe from these guys. Gone are the little pop bass flourishes, you know. Well, the ba- the bass is still doing very excellent work, and again, like every time we talk about Green Day, I talk about them being just the leanest band that's out there. Nothing's wasted, everything's effective, and I think this is certainly true in this track as well. They're continuing an excellent track record for their discussions, dom- their domination, yeah. of, like, of of the pop punk style and also the Hot 100. Yeah, and the songs that we've talked about. It's just everyone is just an excellent track. I think this is is. continuing this really nicely. Love the origin story of this song. It was debuted live uh, on Saturday Night Live on December 3rd in 1994. Um, At what time? I don't know. Well, whenever time well, Saturday night Well, do your night fucking research, man. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Like, <laughs> already? What, you want? what time is SNL on? Uh, Usually like 11.30. There yeah. you go, Dave. We're in towards like, the end of it. So let's so. say like 11.52, 11.53. Yeah. yeah. You're running a little bit late because they talked to whoever was on that night. Yeah. <laughs> certain sketch went over because Can we find out? I'm going to find out. Good, good. (laughs) Anyway, so they performed it live um, and they had the word shit in there which normally wouldn't be allowed but the lyrics were so unintelligible uh-huh. that they, they let it slide through and it, and it got on. Um, actually, so much so that the closed captions actually displayed the words unintelligible lyrics uh-huh. on the TV which I think is it's wonderful. It's a, just a really great... It's a really great thing. I love the way that the guitar chords and the vocal melody kind of play off one another here in really unexpected and interesting ways. It's more complicated than it appears. Like, they almost do like a switch or what seems to be very close to a switch at one point where the vocal melody will be doing one kind of repeated thing and then it moves on, but then the guitar almost goes back to what the vocal melody was doing. Mm. It's not exact, but it's it's such a really weird, interesting interplay of yeah. m- melodic ideas in this yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. So even though I say like it's it's a tr- it's almost like a traditional punk song, and traditional punk is built upon its simplicity and its energy. It's surprisingly sophisticated and complicated in its writing there, which yeah. I pay. They're still I- playing between the I guess the four parts to the song. You yeah, know, the guitar, bass, drums, vocals. Like that's still that's right. Being being the leanest motherfuckers out there and yeah, just ripping it up. I don't really have much else to say apart from that. It's just it's just another great oh, yeah, it's, example it's, from Green it's, Day. It's, it's another great Green Day song. Yeah, like they're just that's it. Few bands could touch them in terms of their pop punkery in the nineties, and mm. like Billy Joe again, keeping his like lyrics about like kind of nihilism and like pathetic losers but played for fun like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Just, yeah the bratty American accent like the crunchy tone every, all the pieces work oh yep. so yeah. good Roseanne Barr, as in Roseanne, uh, was the host of SNL hey, uh, that nice. night. Great. Really? Really. And this was also the night during Weekend Update that Adam Sandler first performed the Hanukkah song. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Huh. Which has also interesting punk rock connections with yeah. friends of the show Yidkor. Really? They do a version called the punk rock Hanukkah song. And famously, famously, <laughs> this is real inside baseball. Famous. Famously, yeah. yeah. Um, the 
Yid Corp requested permission to do it, changing the lyrics to be about certain punk rockers and musicians who were Jewish. Um, apparently, Adam Sandler said yes, and then later reneged on that deal. And oh. then, but then took some like a handful of those lyrics in his next updated version of the yeah. Hanukkah song. Like he saw that they what they did, and then he stole those lyrics. Allegedly, no way. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Or then right? put an album, a song, a song on the next album called "Why Won't Adam Sandler Let Us Do His Song," which was their first original composition. Yeah. Started them on a wow. track of great songs. Yeah, they're well missed. The more you know about but that's also, I yeah, that that whole story is a bit like, who knows? Hey, just for those people who aren't probably as familiar with Yidcore as the those of us in the room, so brief, like every, brief for everyone. Uh, Melbourne Jewish punk band uh, started doing Jewish covers. Just as punk they, they started doing their career doing traditional Jewish songs. Yep. Um, as yeah, in they punk rock style. they released an album of Fiddler on the Roof songs, uh, which featured fiddling on your fiddling on your roof, fiddling on mm. your roof, featuring guests like from all over Australia, Ella Hooper, uh, John Safran, John Safran, um, a whole bunch of people, really really good. Um, we're checking out. They're a great band. Terrific band. Yep. A handful of albums. Unfortunately, the band have moved on to do different things, which are also great. Yep. But they're super good. well missed. Anyway, this song yep. is great. It's, it's so like, good. It's just an amazing tight two minutes 20. Like, yeah. there's, there's not enough time to do anything wrong. It's, yeah, you, they, could, you couldn't do anything more with it if you tried. Yeah. Like, there's, there's another pop punk song that we're going to talk about in a few seasons from now that I think... Uh, is similar in a lot of ways, but makes a huge fatal error in throwing an extra verse and chorus on the end. And this song doesn't do that. Man, do that. that's some fucking future. Song. I know. I, I was, I was, a bit, I was going to bring it up, and then I googled. I was like, oh, I guess it's in the countdown. Maybe I'll just say it, and we'll never get there. Yeah. But um, there's definitely like it gets to two twenty, and I, I think a lesser band could have gone. Let's do another chorus, and they don't. That's the right call. Yeah, um, everyone, everyone's just firing off on all yeah. cylinders here. I do, I do kind of miss the like, you know, the cool bass drum more stuff happening like in you know basket case long view whatever but this is still Mike Dern is solid as fuck though here because, oh no no mm, I, yeah. A he's holding down the fort and B he does that classic thing where he backs up does the backing vocals really really well and just holds it down mm, yeah. like the I'm on a rope no yeah. he, get, he gets the low part really really good yeah, yeah. Mm. like he's just always like worked as the perfect counterpart to, to Billy Joel I almost said Billy Joel. Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> that oh would be a god. hell of a band. That would be so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Can he get welcome to the stage? Yo, oh my god. That's and other Billy get unwelcome to the stage. <laughs> Holy For shit. this next few songs, there's going to be a different Billy. <laughs> this is a yeah. This is a perfect Green Day song. One of my favorite Green Day songs. Like definitely one that got a lot of plays on the international super hits uh, and international super videos VHS. Definitely hey. one, one you'd watch back uh, after a little while. Um, before we move on. Uh, uh, I would just like to quickly share with you the list of... Uh, this was season 20 of Saturday Night Live. And <laughs> yeah. I just want to quickly share with you the uh, host and musical guest combos. Oh, good. Steve Martin and Eric Clapton. Okay. Mm-hmm. John Travolta and Seal. Oh, that would have been a good week to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Sarah Seal's- Jessica Parker and R.E.M. Oh. <laughs> okay. Seal would have been uh, fresh off the Batman Forever soundtrack. Yes, well, indeed. Probably. Baby! Baby! Yeah. Batman! Batman! <laughs> he didn't perform it, though. Oh, he, he, oh, he did crazy. crazy. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! The Riddler's the theme. <laughs> then you got uh, John Turturro and Tom Petty, Roseanne Barr and Green Day, as we just mentioned, Alec Baldwin and the Beastie Boys. Oh, oh good week. There we go. That's the That'll one. That'll get you there. Oh, we get, it, it gets better. George Foreman and Hole. <laughs> yep. That would mean George Foreman would have been fresh off the... Uh... The grill. <laughs> the grill. Fresh off the grill. You know what I'm going to fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> David Hyde Pierce and Live. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, which was also Mike Myers' final episode as an SNL cast member. Huh. Yeah, I so guess after go. that one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> George Clooney and the Cranberries. Yeah, yeah good, name for a good name for a band. That's an excellent <laughs> name for a band. Paul Reiser and Annie Lennox, John Goodman and the Tragically Hip, Damon Nothing Wayans and Dion Farris, Courtney Cox and the Dave Matthews Band. Right now, the widest com- <laughs> widest combo ever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Bob Saget and TLC. Oh. <laughs> David Duchovny and Rod Stewart. Also, wow. that was the final. Great. Also, oh yeah. man, DJ. I think there is a future podcast in you just listing out those pairings <laughs> with a slight backing track. <laughs> I'd be you just up for do that. it every yeah. week. You know, it's been a long while since we've done a spin-off podcast. Yeah. Like last last year, we were banging out a spin-off mm, podcast yeah. like every week. Cr- my crow review. Podcast. Yeah, your deep yeah. deep crow knowledge. Yeah. The bread one. <laughs> you, the bread, bread one. Yeah. The starter. Oh yes, <laughs> the starter. <laughs> 
That was great. That yeah. was probably our finest. Oh, the well, yeah, but SNL with DJ Y. Yeah. <laughs> Live from New York, it's Saturday night! With David James Young, Adam Buncher, Andrew oh, McDonald. I'll be the musician guy. Yeah, musical guest. <laughs> R.I.P. Don Pardo. <laughs> Great work. Musical <laughs> guest. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Before we get the fuck out of here, we're going to talk about our favourites and our least favourites, and we're going to start with Adam. Yeah! Um, yeah! Yeah, yeah uh, boy! Yeah, boy. Uh, my Island Home, just because of the just everything that it does. Totally, totally, totally. Really, yeah. It does it really well. And for favourite? I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a hippie. I don't want to get stoned on mar- marijuana. Nah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, same. I want to be a hippo. Clear. <laughs> hippo. <laughs> that would have been you a better song. I want to be a hippo. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, clear. Unfavorite. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that would have been so much better. It's like when they they cover it for kids. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Oh, kids. So that's the kids' bop version. Yeah. So that's yeah. the kids' bop version. I Holy shit! Just cut out the middleman and go straight to that, please. Yeah. Fucking yeah. A. techno head. <laughs> Fuck you, Technohead. Yeah, that's name easy, as well. easy least favorite. Uh, favorite. I'm probably gonna go with Green Day. Nice. Okay. Great. Very good. All right. Well, we're cruising on through the top half. It is only going to get pointier and pointier from here, people. Ha, oh, baby. Ha, mm. oh, baby. Bring our oxygen. Yeah. There's lofty heights. Indeed, mm. indeed. But uh, we're going to set up fort for the night and uh, try not to get eaten. Uh, so <laughs> we <laughs> might have uh, to eat, eat each other for survival. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just super saying. On behalf of Mr. Adam Boncher. See ya. On behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. Yep. And on behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. I'll see you on the starter. Fuck yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> My name's David James John. Keep music evil. Bye! And season two of the starter. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fun fact about hippos, uh, the closest living relative to the hippo. Me. Anyone, anyone want to take a guess? Harambe, the gorilla who died. <laughs> Close. That boy. Don't bring I said, it up. I oh. said living relative. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned two dead heroes. <laughs> the whale. fucking bar graph oh. the other day? The whale. The whale is the, the closest living relative to the, the hum- hippo. The humble whale. Yeah. Well, they're both large mammals. It was about the rhino. <laughs> Surely the rhino. Why not? Why though? Because that's why? that's how it happens. It looks more um, like yeah. it's just a hippo with a horn. No, but like they're both. I'm aquatic. no scientist. They're, they're, they're <laughs> I'm both no scientist. Mr. Scientist. They're both Mr. large aquatic scientist. animals. Um, other cool uh, evolution fact. Um, just because that's what I'm reading at the moment. Mm. Um, the change. common ancestor of climate uh, change. Common ancestor of the platypus and the echidna. The platypus. Huh. Echidna's just branched off, um, and like a bunch of platypus were like, ah, done with water gonna change my bill to be like a tube and grow some spines Fuck. they're both they're both batshit insane animals Partic- particularly the platypus the platypus yeah. is fucking hectic yeah <laughs> we've, we've finally got in our that's you know what that was it that was a, another podcast yeah that animal, was a, animal facts animal facts uh, nathan animal is reading facts. a book by uh, by richard animal. dawkins <laughs>